We're grateful tonight to have Pastor Yanni bring the message. As many of you know, he is the minister of our most recent church plant, Connect Church of the Nazarene in Ajax. Good evening to you, my brother, and welcome once again. Thank you. All right. Do I sound good? Somewhat? All right. I was told that, uh, you know, my accent sounds really good. Some, some people try to actually copy me, but, uh, you know, they would go home, especially when I was a youth pastor. They would go home and they would stand in front of the mirror and they would try to say welcome. But, you know, welcome. All right. So uh, to, tonight, um, as we start our service, I just uh, want to ask, what do you say if somebody sneezes around you? Bless you. Bless you. That's right. Do you know why we say that? What's that? So before we get there, I'm going to just share a couple of fun facts about sneezing, all right? Sneezes are an automatic reflex that cannot be stopped. If you start sneezing, you can actually not be, uh, you cannot stop it. You can kind of hide it. You can kind of, you know, close your mouth, but, you know, you cannot stop it. Sneezes can travel at a speed of 100 miles per hour. Is that, is that amazing? That's really fast and gross in the same time. Um, People don't sneeze when they are sleeping, all right? If you didn't know that, now you know. If you, you, know, if you really uh, you know, fall, fall asleep, then you're not going to sneeze. And here is a fun fact for you as well. There was a lady in England, and she was sneezing for 978 days, all right? That's the longest streak. Can you imagine? It's more than a year. You're basically, uh, they said that she was sneezing at least one per minute, all right, or more for almost two years. But anyhow, going back to your question, when we say bless you, there, apparently there are uh, two reasons for it. Uh, one of them is that in Europe, there was a big uh, uh, sickness, a big plague. And when people sneezing, that was one of the sign, one of the sign of that, that people ha had that illness. So they were saying, you know, God bless you, saying God heal you or protect you kind of idea. And then the second one is that uh, it would kind of, when people say they, it would prevent some part of your soul to leave the body because some of the cultures thought that when you are sneezing, some of your soul is actually leaving your body. But anyhow, tonight we are not here to talk about sneezing. We are here to talk about blessings. All right? The first question what I have, and I want you to answer, is that what does it mean to be blessed by God? And I, I have a microphone here. What are we going to use? So the question is, what does it mean to be blessed by God? If you have an answer, slip your, raise your hand, and I, I, would, I would be happy to hear your answer. What does it mean to be blessed by God? Okay. Um, actually, I was um, kind of uh, listening to this one song, and it was talking about... Um, God's blessings run after me. They follow after me. And it's based on the verse, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, um, you know, as, as the bride's train trails behind and, and is beautiful, you know, 
God's presence in our life is beautiful. And as we walk with him, you know, he goes before us and makes a way for us. But then, you know, we leave a trail of blessings and, and uh, the glory of God. Well, very good. Thank you so much. All right, somebody else. What does it mean to be blessed by God? Nobody is blessed in the house of the Lord tonight. All right. Are you coming? Awesome. So um, for me, um, to be blessed by God is um, being here in Canada. Okay. I was brought up in a very poor island, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, and we did not have um, much. And so God has blessed me and brought me here and allowed me to um, flourish here. When I was in St. Vincent, I um, finished school and I did not have any job. Mm -hmm. And so God brought me here and sent me to become a nurse. Mm -hmm. And uh, I see all of these um, sick people in this huge hospital, Sunnybrook, and uh, with all kinds of um, diseases. And I blessed him that he has blessed me with such um, marvelous health. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. We have a hand up here. All right. To be blessed by God for me is when God has given me the ability to endure hardship okay. and to face hardship with courage. Uh, to be blessed is when God has given me the spirit of excellence mm -hmm. and I seek to do all the best I can for the Lord, Amen. despite the challenges that I face from time to time. Very good. Thank you so much. All right. I see another hand in the middle. Very good. For me, blessed thing from God means is recognizing his grace and his goodness to me. Because uh -huh. he's always good to us, but it's when we acknowledge him for his gifts, then we get a special blessing of joy and assurance that he is who he says he is. Very good. The gift of joy is his blessing. Thank you very much. The gift of joy. All right, somebody else. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to prevent you from uh, sharing with us this evening. But uh, the reason why I wanted to ask this question, because I believe that uh, uh, I, I, I meet with many people many times, and uh, I would hear them, and they would complain, or they would say something, and uh, basically their feelings, basically their attitude, the only thing that they are only blessed by God if things are going well in their lives. And I, I believe that that's, that's not true, and that's not how we should take a look at things. So uh, tonight, I want us to kind of take a look at the blessing. What does it mean to be blessed by God? And we should talk about them, because it's not truly just, you know, oh, if we feel that way, then we are blessed. Because then, guess what? We would never feel blessed, because we would always have our feelings telling to us, you know, this is just, uh, you are just not blessed or things are not going well. So tonight, uh, first we're going to take a look at Genesis 12, uh, verse 1 to 3. So if you have a Bible and if you'd like to open it up, 
we're going to read Genesis 12, chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. And uh, if you are able, please uh, stand as we read God's Word. Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 3. This is what the Bible says. The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Amen. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we are, thank you for, we are thankful for your word. We are honored that we can open up your Bible. And Heavenly Father, we are honored that you would like to talk to us this evening. And I just would like to pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give us clarity, that you would give us a humble heart so we could receive your teaching this evening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Feel free to be seated. So we were reading uh, a, a, a very well-known part of the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 12, and we, are, uh, we were reading from a, a part of a Bible, a part of the story from, from Abraham. You know, he was living uh, with his family, and then one day God tells him, leave your family and go to this place, what I, sh I share, I tell you, and you will be blessed there. And I believe that these couple of Bible verses, they help us tonight to understand what was, the, what was blessings in the Old Testament. And this is the first uh, theme I would like to talk about, blessings in the Old Testament. Well, as we are taking a look at the blessings in the Old Testament, we see that the first major aspect of the blessings in the Old Testament was prosperity. Prosperity meaning land and family. Back then, most of the people, they were living uh, on their own land. They had some kind of animals. They had some kind of agricultural uh, business. Basically, they, people were farmers back then. They had, they had their own ranches, and uh, you were either working on your own land or you were working for somebody else who had a land back then. Uh, if you owned the land, uh, that was a huge blessing to you. If you had your own land, that's where you, know, you could uh, produce all the necessary food and stuff you needed to survive. So when God blessed you, you had land and people were working for you and you were blessed by that. Uh, very, so yes, so you were either working on your own land or somebody was working or you were working for somebody else. So land was key in surviving and, uh, and that's why land was so important back then. Today, uh, if I would uh, see the amount of land I own, that is actually very minimal. Uh, we have a, a little a, a townhouse in Whitby, and our backyard, I would say, is maybe, I don't know, 20 feet by 20 feet. Uh, you know, I don't really own a lot of land, but today's, uh, and, and uh, I guess the society back then and the whole thing's how it was set up, it was, it's just totally different. So what I'm trying to say is that back then you needed land to survive and it was very key. So the first one we talked about land, the second one is family. 
It's talking about, uh, here the scripture says, I will make you into a great nation. I will make your family to be big. And it was a, a, a huge um, sentence, a huge opportunity, and it was a, a, a huge promise for Abraham because at this time he had nobody. And God is telling him, you are going to be a big nation. You are going to have a big family. So basically, uh, what we see here is that uh, people were, were seeing God's blessing through the size of their families. If we, if we take a look at the Bible, we see many family trees. Uh, we see many, many family trees for, for gener through generations and generations. And the Bible is giving us, you know, a whole, a, a whole a family tree. And the one reason for that is that people were trying to, you know, kind of show off that in my family tree I have this and I have that. But also it was kind of a, a measuring of, of blessedness. If you had a big family, you were blessed. It meant that your name will live forever. You are going to leave a legacy behind. And that was also very, very uh, key in the, in the Jewish culture, in that the tradition. So the first one, so prosperity, which means basically land and family. Well, we are moving now to the next one, which is perpetuity, which basically talking about the circle of blessings. We, here we, we, we read that in this uh, scripture that, that God says that I will bless you, but then um, I will bless you, but then you will be a blessing to others. So the blessings, you know, it comes and then it goes. It has a circle uh, to it. And that's what, uh, how blessing worked in the Old Testament. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. Uh, basically others, you know, family members, friends, especially neighbors. Again, we go back to the idea of they were living on their own land. They needed good neighbors, and they were in the community, and they were blessing one another. And, um, and again, we see the circle here. Uh, the Bible here is talking about it's not truly a blessing if you don't give it away. And if you don't give it away, you don't really understand what blessing is. Because you cannot just receive and then keep it to yourself to hoard the blessings. You have to give it away. If you are just receiving, it's going to be after a while just a problem. It's going to wreck you. It's going to just cause you problems. We receive blessings from God. And we have to bless others around us in our family, in our community, in our church. And that's just a circle of blessings. And guess what? I, I really like that, that every time I, I, I give away something, I, I sacrifice my time, my energy, my money, my whatever. It's so awesome to see that God somehow, it, it comes around. And then God gives me even more than what I gave away. And God just has this way of working things out. And sometimes you don't even understand it. How, how is it working? How, how is it possible that you give it away, you sacrifice it, and then you end up with more? This is how the circle of blessings works. You know, you, you want to be sacrificial, you want to bless others, and then, it will, and then they will bless God. They will say, oh man, it's so good that this gentleman or woman, they, it, she or she blessed me. They will bless God and then God will bless you for even more. So, per, so prosperity, perpetuity, and then the third one is protection. It says here, verse 3, 
I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. We see that uh, God's blessing meant that God grant his protection to the people. Uh, is there an, are there any hockey fans in the house tonight? Not really? Some? All right. I'm always amazed when I take a look at the goalies at the hockey, in the hockey teams. You know, they have huge uh, pads, they have huge equipment, uh, helmets, you know, uh, whatever they have on their shoulders. And uh, they are just so protected, right? Because those pucks are coming like crazy. And uh, you need protection because if you wouldn't have those on, you could get seriously injured. And, and many times, I, I, that's how I imagine God's protection in our lives. God is standing between us and between the problems and the difficulties coming, and coming against us. He's surrounding us, so he's our shield, he's our protection, he's our blessing. And in the Old Testament, the, when you had protection, that meant that you had blessings from God. So overall, in the Old Testament, if we take a look at these three things, if we take, take, take a look at the blessings, we see that the, in the Old Testament, it presents a general pattern that connects material blessings with, God, with God's favor. So basically, when you had things, that's when you were blessed by God. But now we are going to take a look at the New Testament, because I think it's a, it's a totally different story. So if you have a Bible, please open up Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, and we are going to read uh, verse 1 to 12. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, verse, uh, chapter 5, verse 1 to 12. All right, this is what the Bible says. I'm actually going to read just verse 3 to verse 10. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when, when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Amen. So as we are taking a look at the blessings in the New Testament, it's a totally different story, right? It's, it's talking about that you are blessed when, when even bad things happen to you, and that just seemed that that was not the case in the Old Testament. But here Jesus is talking about being blessed in a totally different way, basically saying no matter what happens, uh, the blessing has a spiritual, the spiritual benefit for you. No matter is what's going on around you, but if you are blessed by God, and if you have spiritual blessings, that will stick with you. Nobody can take away that from you. 
And no matter what, what, what is surrounding you or the difficulties, the problems, you can still have peace inside of you and you can still feel and experience blessing in your heart, in your soul, and that is just so awesome. Blessedness is coming from God and nothing else and nobody else, and nobody can destroy it or take it away. It's talking about, uh, you know, spiritual protection, not as much as physical protection in the New Testament. In Christ, there is a greater nation, a greater land, and greater blessings. When I, when I read this quote, I, I really liked it because, uh, yes, we are still, uh, you know, part of a great nation. We still uh, are going to uh, receive land in heaven, but our blessings are so much greater than one we can imagine, that what we just uh, physical stuff can get us and give us. In Christ, we are truly, truly blessed. Uh, I found this in Ephesians 1, chapter, three, uh, chapter 1, verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Very, very awesome. It's talking about spiritual blessings. But what are spiritual blessings? Well, I believe that spiritual blessings, they can be so many things. It can be a totally different thing for me, a totally different thing for you. But it's so awesome to, to know that, that God has these spiritual blessings totally uniquely, just uh, which totally fits you and fit me. And it fits you and it fits me, and that is just awesome. God bless us in so many different ways, and we receive spiritual blessings. For example, forgiveness of our sins. That's a spiritual blessing that no matter our past, no matter what we have done, God has sent his son, and because of that, we are blessed because uh, we have now the forgiveness of our sins. We have the opportunity of our second birth. We can be reborn. We can start a, a new life. We can have a fresh start and we are truly blessed, and it comes from our Heavenly Father. Amen. We are blessed because the Holy Spirit is working in us. We are never alone. We are not alone, and God is inviting us to a journey. He wants us to get better. He wants us to be more like Jesus Christ. But He doesn't just give us a job, a, a mission, but He equips us, He blesses us, He helps us, and we are truly blessed by the Holy Spirit. We are blessed because we can have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. He's our friend. He wants us to be, uh, 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 he wants uh, to have a good friendship with us. He wants to be our best friend who can help us, who can guide us, who can support us. And I believe that we are truly blessed by our Heavenly Father and having this relationship with God. And I mean, the list could go on and on, but this is the last one I have here. We have the opportunity of going to heaven. I mean, what, what, what bigger blessings do you want than, you know, going the, just to have the opportunity of going to heaven, to live forever, to, uh, to experience true happiness and joy for, for eternity. I mean, that's just a huge blessing what we have. Amen. So... In the New Testament, again, we see a totally different story, uh, a different prospect, uh, a different view of the blessing. Uh, 
And uh, now let's move on to the next one. And let's talk about today. What does it mean that we are blessed today? If we take a look at, again, Genesis and Matthew chapter 5, it might seem that they kind of, they are opposite to each other. But I believe that they don't really go against each other, but they complement each other. And I believe that today we can have both what I, we were just talking about. I believe that today we can experience both and we can be blessed both ways. So, but in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a little bit in a weird way, I believe. What I'm saying here is that if we, if we are blessed today, the first one, the Old Testament blessings is a maybe, and then the New Testament blessings are for sure. What I mean by it is that, you know, if we accepted Jesus Christ, then we are truly blessed and we have spiritual blessings. No questions about that. A hundred percent. Nobody can take that away. Nobody uh, can add to that. That is just awesome. But I believe that God today, He does bless us through, through stuff, through things, through material things around us. So I can have, I, I believe that it's both of the above. Uh, so, you know, what we talked about, we talked about protection, perpetuity, prosperity, and we might have that, but we for sure have spiritual blessings today, and that is just awesome. There is no biblical warrant to promise material wealth to believers today, but, you know, Jesus Christ, He says that He will be with us no matter what's going on and no matter, no matter what's going to happen. You know, sometimes when you buy stuff at the store, they give you warranty. Doesn't matter what's going to happen in the first year, two years, you are covered. You don't have to worry. You can take it back. They will either give you the money back or give you store credit or whatever. And, uh, you know, we like warranty. Do you like warranty? You, you like it because you are covered. You don't have to worry what's going to happen in the first year or two. You don't have to worry. You can just bring it back. But we don't have this kind of warranty with our stuff around us because one day something happened and life can go down and all of the stuff we have can go down on the drain. And that's why Jesus says, do not focus on that. You might be blessed with stuff, but don't care about that as much as you care about spiritual blessings. And when you are focusing on your spiritual blessings, you're not going to worry, you are go not going to stress, and you are going to have a healthy balance in your life. But again, I don't want you to think that I'm saying, uh, you know, s uh, material blessings are bad. They are not bad. God can bless us, and, and through that we can bless others, and that's fine. But we have to focus on spiritual blessings more. And then when we have earthly uh, blessings, we are blessed for the sake of others. We have to remember that. Uh, again, and I talked about that already. The second one, we must remember that earthly prosperity is for sharing with the poor, with others who don't have as much. And then the third one is we need to understand that earthly wealth is temporary. You know, as I said, something might happen, and then you, don't, you, you just have to have a mindset that you don't worry about it as much. I, I really like this, that, you know, I believe that blessings today is a little bit of both, and we can live by that. 
Well, I pray that, that God would bless us, bless our church, so that we can be a blessing to people in and outside of, of our church. At Connect Church, this is something that I always, always, always look out for. I, I, I pray that God will bless our church, but not just that so can, you know, be bigger or better or for our sake, but the idea is that God would bless us and we would use that blessing to bless others in the community, to bless the people in the church or bless the people outside of the church. And through those blessings, my number one priority, our number one priority is that how can we bring the people closer to God, closer to the church, and closer to serving in the church and serving God? So we, we can use God's blessings, and that's, that's what I try to focus on, that, you know, ask for God's blessing on us, on our church, and then use that blessing to bless everybody in the church and outside of the church. And uh, I, I think that's, that's a, again, a healthy uh, a prospect, that's a healthy idea, and that's what we should do as churches. We have to remember that we don't just, you know, receive, but we give it away. And uh, I hope that you feel blessed. And I believe that we are truly blessed in so many ways today. And many times we don't even recognize the blessings we have. And uh, we really have to search. We really have to stay open. And I believe that we can always, always find something that we can be thankful for. I just would like to ask you now to please stand and let's bow our heads as I pray. Heavenly Father, this evening, as we gathered uh, tonight, we just uh, truly feel and experience your blessings in, in many, many ways. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, I, I just would like to pray that you would always open up, uh, help us to open up our eyes, that we would truly experience and see your blessings. We are blessed by you. We are blessed by, through Jesus Christ. We are blessed through our churches, our families, our work, our school and our hobbies, and the list goes on and on and on. Heavenly Father, help us to feel uh, and experience blessings even when we are going through tough times, Heavenly Father. That is very difficult because we tend to focus on the problems. We tend to focus on the things going around us. And we tend to forget that spiritually we are always blessed spiritually. Heavenly Father, I just would like to pray that you would help us to also give away the blessings, help us to bless others and help others and, and uh, uh, just, just help out people around us. Heavenly Father, I just would like to pray that you would uh, be with us, that you would protect us, and you, you would bless the churches who we represent here this evening. And we are just so thankful and we are so blessed that we have a true and close relationship with you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.